did you get your love for games like kind of passed on through in Sam? a way yeah, yeah. Through because Sam, yeah. how old, are you like what four years older four years yeah. four years yeah four okay <laughs> so it's like you were like the first one bringing that yeah, the into pioneer. the house in yeah. a sense yeah what'd you bring I, what, what were we playing back in the day i brought in a lot dreamcast yeah back in the sega day. dreamcast sega. dude that we thing had that, was atari. I had an atari i had, an we atari. had that oh, freaking crap. crazy ass atari yeah i traded I it, it for uh nintendo 64 because uh yeah, that dude. was during the times of goldeneye yes uh, that was that, fun and, dude and perfect the dark. golden yeah. cartridge perfect dark. Too, oh huh? my god perfect dark a kid a kid was really eager to trade me because he knew the value of the atari and and to me, it was like, no, I, I care more about 007. I'll, I'll definitely do the trade. Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't really know much. I was younger. Yeah. And uh, this kid at church traded me. He brought his console in a backpack, and we just swapped it out. <laughs> Dang. Dude, I remember bringing uh, consoles to school. What for? I, I brought something to school one time. It was a, maybe the PS2 or the old Xbox, but I brought something. Dude, the PS2 was a good gaming system. Yes, I loved the PlayStation 2. Yes, it was. Siphon filter on there. That's PS One, I think, dude. Yeah, so Sam Sam started all that Counter Strike, all that, dude. And he actually gave me, well, not gave me, but he, the Covert Shot Nick, the my username that was from Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah Covert Shot, dude. Because yeah. you did Covert, right? And I was like, oh, that's cool. I don't yeah. know. I just he, picked you it up. took it from me. And then yeah, I got to change it. I have more. I yeah, <laughs> well, you were X Nev is X, yeah. dude. Yeah, I couldn't do that. With my This is it. I like this. Anyway, welcome back. This is Blank with Friends. We're here. Yeah. I like this a lot because yeah. we have Sam, Mike's Sam. brother. Older it's cool brother, to talk to you guys, here, guys. <laughs> in a way where it's like I'm sitting here like a glimpse into Our Mike world. as a younger brother right now looking at you in that light, yeah. which is I don't normally yeah. see you in that no, light. It's interesting, right? Because I see Alfonso. You're always the older brother when I True. hang out with you and your brothers. I mean, we've all hung out in groups, but I don't think ever like the three of us and had like a intimate conversation like this. yeah that was intentional i don't think we have either Mm-mm. and when Guillo comes over um we're just hanging out and obviously like you said i'm the older brother but now it's like the oldest is here yeah. and i'm like yeah dude right? Arrived. Right. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me approval yeah. <laughs> i'm doing no. good right how's the room no but there's an interesting dynamic to that because when yeah. alfonso comes over he seeks i don't sit i'm not sitting here watching you necessarily no, I think seek you have a really approval, good perspective but i think alfonso comes over with like he, Mike encourages him a lot, and he gives him, um, like just advice and just like uplifts him and just reminds him of you know to keep working hard and to keep doing what he's doing and yeah. and to seek after what he wants to seek after. Um, but I think he's in a little bit of a different place in life. Like yeah. Mike's not looking for advice from you necessarily, but it's just cool to see the yeah the brother mm-hmm. dynamic. Yeah, here, yeah, man. yeah I think, definitely. I think a lot of uh, I think there was a season where that was the case where where I I feel like I had to be home more because. My uh, my brothers were at at a, a point in their lives where they needed their big brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, you get older and you have your other responsibilities that come up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my girlfriend now, Selena, uh, living out there in Long Beach. I've 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 realized that uh, I'm stepping away from the big brother role. I'm still mm-hmm. a big brother, but yeah. I I know that by moving further away, um, I'm not able to offer big brother. Uh, <laughs> It sounds like government's looking over Big Brother. Yeah, I totally relate to that for sure. I mean, that's. I mean, I'm back in the house, obviously, right now, um, just because of circumstances, my family and whatnot, and I'm playing Big Brother again to Taylor because I took a break from that for a while. Yeah, you were in Long Beach Beach as well, man. Mm -hmm. I was in Long Beach, and I, you know, not missed, but wasn't here for a huge chunk of his childhood. How long was that when you were in Long Beach? Like four years. Uh, 
I want to say five five years, wow. five or six years. You were mobbing out there. Well, because I got my, I finished my degree out there, then got my credential out there as well. Um, so I think about five years. Dang, dude. No, That's no, 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 no. It was four, closer Dang. to four. Anyways, yeah, it doesn't hot. matter. Either way, I was gone. Hey, I'm hot. Yeah. Dude, thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Root. I woke up this morning and I was just like, "Damn." Yeah, I could sense that from you. You, you felt it too. Yeah, I was like, when I, I was felt like, it "Shit, I feel Beach. hot today, dude." You <laughs> I felt, felt it, it, yeah, dude. I felt you too yeah. this morning. It was weird. I think yeah. I think Mike and I were talking about that too when I uh, when he came downstairs. <laughs> he was like doing laundry, and I was like, "Mike, hold on, bro. Do you feel that like like Sam's coming over today, dude?" And it's he's like, like, "This tension." He's like, like really hot. I wore my time. my tight gray pants. <laughs> <laughs> Because I knew yeah. it was going to be a night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my god! Hey, going back to this big brother role, though, uh, now that you're in the house, Jay, what's the dynamic there that, that you've noticed? You're able to, like, I mean, I even see it, too. You're able to, like, kind of take him under your wing. And he's able, I, I think Taylor sees that where he's like, oh, the oldest is here. It's so cool, you know. And whether he admits it or not, he definitely looks up to you. Yeah, it's you an know? interesting thing. What do you what I want to hear your perception of that because I've, obviously you're an external. So I have my own mindset yeah. as far as being a part of it. It's it's an interesting dynamic to hear it from your Yeah, I think uh I think Taylor feels much more secure now that you're here, meaning that um there's just someone and and it just so happens to be his older brother that there's someone in the house that is um older than him and can kind of guide him. Uh so he's kind of free to I guess in a way be him be himself because the older brother's here and and he doesn't have to like it's not like a parent you know it's there's mm. a difference there so if the older brother's there yeah. it's a different dynamic you know I was talking uh, to my friend Trish who came from came over from uh, from Hong Kong her and her husband were out there damn and she just dropped by to visit her friend who lives a block away from from our new place in Long Beach and uh, she was telling me how. Um, how her and her older, I think it's her older sister. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 just had a disagreement on on who they were with mm-hmm. at the time, in terms of a romantic uh, relationship. Yeah, and um, we were talking about the respect uh, levels or or the 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 level of respect that exists between a sibling mm-hmm. versus the level of respect that exists between, um, uh, you know, your parents. Yeah. Yeah. And and how how you might take something a lot more personal from from your siblings. Oh yeah, you know definitely because you're so used to receiving uh, ridicule or judgment from your parents. Yeah, or correction. Or correction. Right. Yeah, but if you if you kind of get that same uh, pushback from a sibling, you're yeah. like, hey, you're like, hey, what the hell? We're on the same boat. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> you're trying to correct me. Yeah. You did this yes yeah. last night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, That's crazy. For sure. Yeah. for sure, dude. Yeah, I feel you on that. But I, I, I think you know this well. That I always tried to like seek advice when yeah. I was growing up. I always, I was always asking Sam like questions like who should like. I remember this. <laughs> I was so like, like just in the unknown going into high school. I was like Sam, who should I hang out with? Like, who do I hang out with? And he's like, well. You want to hang out with the jocks because they have the uh, the hottest girls on school. I was like, okay, okay, I said okay. that seriously. <laughs> no, yeah, I think oh, you told me that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're elaborating. You're like, oh, the jocks right. have the the hottest girls. So you I hated, hang out with the jocks. I hated the jocks. So I didn't get along with them. No, no. So I, I don't know why I would say that. <laughs> maybe you hated them because they had the hot girls. Dude. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <that is. laughs> Anyways, dude, this yeah. brother conversation is cool, but I want I want anybody listening to get an idea about a little bit who you are, Sam, mm-hmm. what you're doing right now, and um, just shout out Sam real quick. He definitely 
helped us a ton, def- uh, made yeah. our logo for us, and yeah. it's incredible. I love it know. so much. We were stoked when he did that for us. So, yeah. Sam, man, a little bit about yourself, brother. Yeah. Um, well, thank you guys for having me. I, I, I wanted to have an opportunity to share um, the the last year of my life. Yeah. Uh, but also kind of uh, share um, my passion for what I do, cool. and and how it drives me to, um, uh, you know, seek progress okay um but i'm a graphic designer or um i I guess most people will know it as uh, graphic design but um what i specialize in or aim for in my career is uh, user experience design Mm -hmm. um, and user interface design and uh, i work in el segundo which is right by lax uh, as a web designer right now Mm -hmm. and um i kind of I'm a self-taught designer, and uh, I I found something I love. I go to work every day feeling like it's something that um, I'm passionate about. Yeah, I have my bad days, but it's it's something that I feel confident in, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not something I've second guessed. It, I feel like I'm cool. in my natural habitat when I'm cool in that kind Same, of realm. Dude, that probably feels yeah. really really yeah. good. Yeah. So you, there's a lot of purpose behind that. Yeah, a lot of purpose. Cool. Yeah. Uh, growing up, how did I obviously know this? <laughs> uh, but, but growing up, um, how did you land on graphic design? Um, uh, what were those things that you noticed that kind of like steered you in that direction? Well, like every designer who uh, pirates Adobe Photoshop <laughs> at the dude, very early days dude, of their we career. So many things. You guys- <laughs> Oh my god! Um, no, I think uh, I think I think what kind of um, sparked that was uh, actually it was a few people. Uh, I had some friends that um, were really into computers, and they showed me what Photoshop can do. How like you can manipulate pictures and make funny pictures, or or manipulate someone's face to have like a you know oh, someone yeah. to have a big nose and all that. Yeah, I remember we started doing that. Yeah, yeah. and that's and <laughs> and uh, I I liked the idea at the time uh, when I was younger that Photoshop would allow me to like customize cars and stuff like that. Like if I oh, wanted to put different wheels. Oh yeah, I remember that yeah, too. Remember we that? put rims on. Yeah, them. We, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we would take pictures of like our parents' cars yeah. and then see like, yeah, I wonder how this would look if it had like some gold rims on yeah, it. Yeah, like our, our van know. or something. Just decking it out. Yeah, just decking it out. And it was during the time when uh like like um those those video games where you could like customize your like your need for speed. Need for bro. speed and all I that. loved that game. Yeah, so that was mm-hmm. during the time. I think I think I already knew Photoshop at the time, but that's kind of what um uh, you know, sparked an interest in digital manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's rad. Dang, dude. So dude. growing up, you obviously started doing that. Was there any pushback from anyone growing up where, where they kind of made you second guess, like, no, you should do something else or, or, or anything like that? Well, uh, when I, when I first, um, so I was actually a designer before I started at community college. Mm-hmm. Um, my first job as a designer, I got hired by a guy at church who needed a logo for his uh, uh, glass and mirror company. He's like, uh, he asked his son, uh, who's, uh, who's a good friend of mine, Danny uh, Marfield. Mm-hmm. He, asked, um, he asked him, hey, do you know anyone that can do a logo? And he's yeah. like, yeah, uh, I know a guy at church. His name's Sam. He can uh, create a logo for you. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, uh, I, uh, he asked if I could do it and I'm, I, at the time I didn't, I knew what it would take to make mm-hmm. a logo, but I just went for it. Right. Um, and I ended up charging him like $75. It was my first like Damn. project. I was, <laughs> I was 17 and, um, I, 
he, he was the type of guy he's like yeah come over and design it so i i designed it on his computer i brought the program on a flash drive yeah installed it on his computer a pirated version yeah. <laughs> adobe yes, don't did. get after me man like who's this guy so so he he sat with me um his name was Rich. He sat with me for hours. I remember staying the night, like not staying the night, but like coming Super home late. late. And uh, and I felt like, man, I'm actually getting this done. Uh, I I knew enough to get it done. Mm-hmm. And uh, I he ended up printing his logo on multiple vehicles. And uh, he used to be in Marietta, so I don't, I don't. I think he moved. He did move. So yeah. Uh, but that that's kind of like um, how it how it all started. The intro um, to all that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. What a what a what um a step yeah. to take. So so to answer your question, um, I that was my first job. I, yeah. I didn't know I wanted to become a designer yet. Um, I started uh, looking into architecture, and uh, when I joined uh, or when I entered uh, community college, um, I made sure that my path for transfer was to an architecture school. And for four to five, uh, no, five to six years off and on, that was my goal. Mm. Um, but during that whole time, I was a graphic designer for multiple companies. Mm. Um, and I was already making an entry level salary before I even, um, graduated community college. Yeah. And, uh, I felt very puzzled because I'm like, dang, I'm, I've already started in a career. I had friends who went to, um, art schools yeah. for, for what I, what I've already learned. Yeah. And, um, they came back, uh, with. Uh, a lot of debt, but also earning the same salary. So mm. I felt really puzzled because I felt like I took a huge shortcut. Yeah. And um, I I didn't know, I didn't feel secure yet in that decision. So I was really puzzled. That's why it took me forever to pull the trigger on architecture school. I see. Um, so I got a lot of pushback from a lot of people yeah. in, in, the, in that decision. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of pressure, I think, naturally in our society to look at somebody um, who hasn't gone to college and it's like, Oh, like you really can't ever do anything like mm-hmm. super influential. Mm-hmm. It's just like ingrained from a young age. I see it at school. Like I see it literally in the high schools where there's this push for, it's like, what college are you going to like continue education, continue education, continue education. When it's like in reality, both of you guys admire the hell out of what you guys have done without having to do that. Mm-hmm. If you don't, College should not be the next step that you have to take. It should not be pressurized onto you as a person to go in like you have to go to school because you might not need it. For yeah. me, I had no choice, right? Yeah, if I'm going to yeah. be a teacher, I yeah. have to go to school yes. to get a certificate that says I can do that. Yeah. For yeah. you guys, your skill set and what you know pushes way beyond what a piece of paper says you can do because oh, sure. it means more in the industry. For sure, for yeah. sure. And there are some, <clears throat> some of those degrees where, um, or jobs where you need a degree. You're not going to be a doctor based off of the, like – youtube videos that you've watched you know yeah. what i mean like I oh not. i can do this like, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like or or you're not going to be trusted to build an actual like skyscraper and lay the foundation yeah. of that yeah because you saw a youtube video you know one day you know what i mean <laughs> i mean says did it yeah <laughs> <laughs> why can't i do it edward like, does no. it. <laughs> it's like those brutal videos of these kids jumping on buildings and the buildings <clears throat> collapse yeah and they're just like trying to be funny like yeah but the freaking buildings collapse yeah like, you, you know <laughs> those those uh buildings were like structurally not yeah uh, designed right or mm-hmm. put together right <laughs> yeah yeah so, dude sam i want to hear a little bit about because you said that the last year has been pretty influential and i've heard some of that from you, you know, out, you know, grabbing a drink or whatever, but, uh, share about your last year, man. Cause it seems like you've got a lot that's 
yeah. that, that that's there to share. So um, I'll kind of start it off from uh, a couple of years before before that, um, because the transition from leaving Marietta to Michael area and and finding a job out in San Diego was uh, a huge um, uh, experience. It was just a big experience because I got to I got to really uh, see what I was made out of. Mm-hmm. Um, it turned out that uh, I wasn't a designer when I moved to San Diego. Mm. The, the amount of designers there um, and and the the level of skill mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. just like it made me feel like um, like I wasn't a designer. Like, oh, really? Yeah, it was it was crazy to see people were like that shadowed. were higher caliber than me. Really, competition yeah. was a lot higher out there. I'm yeah. sure. And and not only that, the the way they would articulate. Uh, their decision-making when it comes to design projects and just being around those people made me feel like I'm like dang I need a I need to step it up I am so far behind mm-hmm. um, so um, I, uh, I I like the, the the job that I got out there is uh, called recovery brands um, uh, I got to be uh, among a lot of people who um, really helped me uh, with my career so mm-hmm. um, I, f- I felt like the career aspect of my life was was going forward okay but uh i didn't know that this was happening and on an emotional level i was uh digging myself deep into debt okay and you didn't you said you didn't know that i didn't know that i didn't i knew that i was doing it but i didn't know how severe it it was becoming what was going on what were you doing i was um i was buying things i didn't need i was Mm -hmm. uh buying toys like motorcycles uh brand new truck Mm -hmm. Um, I was going out all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't cook for myself at all. Um, I was using my credit card to buy food. And over time, I just kind of like neglected those kinds of things. Okay. I was always able to pay it back, but I was now behind in paying things back. Yeah. And my salary was not able to keep up. Okay. And the only way I can live was to take out more, uh, debt, debt or use more Damn. credit cards. Yeah. Okay. And, um, uh, it, it got to a point where I had no emotional control over my money. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. When you say emotional control, what does that mean? It means that uh, your money dictates what you do, when you do it. Uh, if, as long as you have money, you're going to spend it uh, to kind of satisfy something. Mm. To so, feel good? To feel good. So mm-hmm. um, let's say you're bored one day and you want to go hang out with some friends and they're going to a concert or something. And you know you shouldn't go because you have to pay some stuff off. That kind of... Got it. Emotional just, control in yeah. that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To so, be able to, to have the... The... I don't know. The control. The self-control to be able to stop yourself from yeah, going and doing discipline. something and saying, discipline, discipline yeah. yeah. I can't afford mm-hmm. this right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So coming from a place like that... Um, how did you like take steps towards being more disciplined with your money? Well, um, I didn't. So for like two years, uh, so this was probably, uh, sometime around 2015, uh, all the way up to 2017. Mm, okay. Uh, um, around, around that time frame was when I started to realize that this was becoming an issue because, um, I couldn't make advancements in my life. Like, like I wanted to travel, I wanted mm-hmm. to um, have more financial flexibility. I wanted to have a savings. I didn't have a savings mm-hmm. for a long time, um, and I wanted to uh, just have control over my money. And that was something that kind of um, lingered, uh, or or it, it was a thought that always um, uh, was kind of a hidden thought. 
It yeah. was a suppressed thought. It was something that but it was I, always there. Yeah, I, 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 in fact, tried to keep it on, uh, on a lower level. On the deal that you yeah. were, yeah, it's in like debt. Yeah, like I didn't want to, I didn't want to face that fact with myself. Oh yeah, like, like I don't want to look at my bank account to see how much money I actually have. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, I seriously thought to myself, man, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out ways to make more money. Yeah. And I did, and guess what? I would, I was still in the same rabbit hole. I was mm. I was still doing the same thing with yeah. the extra money I got. Wow. Um, so, so it's not a lack of income; it's a lack of self control. Self control. Yeah, absolutely, right. it's on the other end of that. So yeah. you're trying to fix something that isn't the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So um, I uh, I was on YouTube one day and uh, I ran into uh, Joe Rogan's podcast yeah. and he was interviewing a guy by the name of Jordan Peterson. Yeah. And Jordan Peterson. Uh, is a uh, psychiatrist who talks about um, just kind of like picking up your own weight in life and having something to be proud of. Yeah. And at the time, I felt uh, very depressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a good career. I felt like I had great relationships. Um, I felt like um, things were going well, but um, I was not happy with with myself. Okay. Even though all these things were great, I was not content in life. Okay. Um. Because uh, I I now realize this now because I was buying stuff I didn't need mm-hmm. that that to me was a problem and um, uh, there was something on that podcast that um, that Jordan Peterson said that kind of um, hit hit me really hard it was it was having the ability to uh, to uh, to withstand yourself okay so imagine like like imagine that I, I couldn't handle dealing with myself. Mm-hmm. So I would just buy stuff because mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to face myself. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, his, he, had, he has this book that uh, it's called uh, 12 Rules for Life. Mm-hmm. And um, he basically talks about, uh, I haven't read the entire thing, but he basically talks about um, build, building yourself up in a way where you have this outer shell to protect yourself from yourself so that you don't betray yourself. There's many times in life where you do something that betrays yourself and you feel like crap about it. Wow. And, uh, you know, that, that was me. I was betraying myself over and over with this financial rut that I was in. Okay. Dang. Um, so then I, uh, I found uh, a book that really helped me. Um, Dave Ramsey's, uh, money makeover. Yeah. That book has changed my life. Yeah. Um, it made me realize that, Money was my master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have n- I had no control over my money, and uh, I was buying things um, with money I didn't have to impress people I didn't like. Dang, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a great saying right there, and that's true yeah. for a lot of us, I think. Yeah. You know, um, so okay, so that's crazy, dude. Uh, I totally remember all that stuff that you're when you're going through all that. Um, you said I th- before we started this, you said that <clears throat> you took steps to kind of like fix that. Uh, what's one of the biggest steps you took to fix that? Um, <clears throat> analyzing my my daily spending. Okay. And and just becoming aware was the biggest step. Yeah. Do you think that comes with like age or or um, how old were you back then when you were trying to figure all this out? Uh, I was. Well, I'm 29 now. Mm-hmm. I was. Uh, I'm gonna say it was like two years ago. Okay, so like 27, yeah. 26. But yeah. but I don't think it's an I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's a I think it's a time. So Dave Ramsey, um, he he um, he calls it this: you do something that will bring 
uh, fruit to your life yeah. when you're sick of tired of feeling sick and tired. Yeah. Dang. I so feel you, that. you have to come to like a, your wits end almost, yeah. right? It's desiring to be in a position that you're not and realizing the problem. I yeah. think a big part of that is even for me, it's like, I, I feel like I'm pretty stable right now with my finances, but it's realizing and sitting down yesterday with Trevor, mm-hmm. uh, my financial advisor and, and talking to him about like what my goals are and what things are and looking at my money and saying, I would like to be in a place where I can do this and where I feel confident with this and I feel comfortable with this. How do I get there? Mm-hmm. And so I think but what I'm catching from you is recognizing you're like, I'm not in a position to do a lot of things that I'd like to be doing and be more stable in that. And then recognizing, okay, I got to make a change. Yeah. 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 And, uh, after, uh, I, I listened to his audio book and then I bought his book and did the, uh, the, the coursework yeah. that comes with it. Uh, there so was work to do like yeah, pencil, paper, pencil stuff. Uh, yeah, you pencil in and fill in, uh, uh, fill in a uh, workbook, right? Yeah, it's like a workbook. It guides you through yeah. like your financial situation and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it has cool. you write down your goals and, um, <coughs> excuse me, it um, it kind of breaks down how he uh, calls them the baby steps, uh, how to how to tackle this. Mm-hmm. There's stories about people with thousands of dollars, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. You know, whether it's from school or um, they someone lost a home or. Um, you know, someone just got into uh, a, a really deep rut with buying things they didn't need, like boats or or just, you know, buying a damn boat. Dude. Yeah. There, there's Who a- needs a boat? I was going to buy a boat today, dude. <laughs> you don't need a boat. No, but I was going to. What are you I know pirate? I don't need it, but I want it. You're not a pirate, bro. And, and that's well, kind of what he talks about is... <laughs> <laughs> Sam's all still serious. <laughs> Mike's over here talking about how he's not a pirate. <laughs> no, I am the pirate. No, no, you're not, dude. You yeah. keep telling me that every day. You wake up, you're like, I'm a pirate. Why do I have this hook on my and arm? I'm like, then? dude, you don't have a hook on your arm. Hey, shut up. Okay. <laughs> Good. So go ahead. Peg leg. Peg leg. Peg leg. Um. So uh, yeah, he calls them. He calls them the baby steps, and they're basically uh, uh, strategic um, first steps that kind of awaken they awaken you in a way to to for you to realize like what kind of pain you're causing yourself okay and and uh he says man one thing that really got me is that um it's this all of this is not going to be um based on logic it's going to be based on behavior and motivational training so all of these baby steps didn't include, oh, let's figure out, you know, dollar by dollar. Like, yeah, like what? a budget, yeah. what you can't afford he, and all that he, stuff. He, he even goes as far as saying that's not going to work for you because we already, we've already tried it. You've probably already tried it. So why are you going to try that again? Yeah. yeah. So the best thing to do is, is do it based off behavioral uh, um, conditioning okay. uh, and also motivational. So um, he... Man, this this was crazy. I remember now. It's all coming back to me. He said, "Start using cash. Stop swiping. Yeah. Start feeling the the negative uh, impact that or the looking the, in your wallet and recognizing yeah. that you had two hundred dollars in there, yeah. and all of a sudden it's disappearing. Yeah. Start feeling pain for having something disappear yes. because when you're swiping away, you can't you don't see it. Yeah, nope. you don't cognitively remember everything that you uh do with with a credit card yeah. or with with your debit card it's or whatever easy. it is it's too yeah. easy so uh i started using cash mm-hmm. and then i started realizing that i have something to work with now it's not this you know endless amount of because a credit card in 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 a way can comparatively be like it has no end yeah you, know? you yeah. can you can go over if you want it, yeah. they'll allow you to do it 
They've designed it well, that way. You're spending money you don't actually have with a credit card. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so with cash, I'm like, okay, um, here's 20 bucks for, you know, going out. Dang, like, I now have 80 from mm-hmm. that 100 that I took out from the bank. I'm like, dang, this is tough. This is tough yeah. because I have bills to pay still. Yeah. You see it going. It, yeah. it becomes much more real to yeah. you. Yes, tangibility for You know sure. what I was thinking is um, uh, for as good as, an, uh, as the idea seemed to create, like, a bank account to hold all your money as opposed to carrying it on your person, it – they made that software and they designed that technology to do that where you just have to slide that plastic card, but it, I'm sure they didn't design it and they probably weren't even aware that it was going to bring in this other dynamic of obsession with that and, and ignorance and just like this craze that that would bring where you could just swipe and forget about life and whatnot. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's wild. Everything involving, uh, the modern, uh, ability to, um, purchase something. Yeah. Is, is now becoming designed to bring uh, pleasure. Mm-hmm. So there's rewards attached to it. There's perks. There's, there's all of this stuff. True. Yeah. And, and, um, and it's just easier to, to fall into that rut. And, and one of the scary things that I came to the realization was that, man, I'm a statistic. I am now one of those Americans that just dug themselves so deep that it's like I got into $50,000 of debt total. Holy crap. With, with, with like the truck that I bought and uh, okay, a motorcycle so car, on car on there um, and credit cards, mostly credit cards. Uh, well, not mostly credit cards. It was actually more of the truck, but, yeah. but too high for credit cards to the point where it was like, dang, this payment isn't doing crap. It's not even, you're, it's ch- not like hitting you're it. chipping away at like a yeah. huge sculpture. Yeah. So one of the, one of the biggest Damn. things that helped me buckle down was when I met Selena. Hmm. Because Selena's your girlfriend. My girlfriend, yeah. Okay. When when I saw the financial freedom that she had, it made me feel the financial slavery I was under. Yeah. Did that yeah. did that like um did that bring any like guilt or shame? You're like, What? Like yeah. what am I doing? You yeah. know? It's like a slap in the face. Yeah. It was a wake up call. It was yeah. like, you see? This is who you are, you filthy son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> dirty, dirty man. Yeah. You're just there with all your shame. Yeah, buy, buy it, buy it, you asshole. Buy it. <laughs> you would. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. damn. Yeah, buy two. You don't, <laughs> you don't even need one. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Yeah. Okay, so you saw that from her, and that kind of gave you a reality check. What'd you do with that then? I, um, I took my my desire to really fix my financial situation more seriously okay because now i real i i i mean growing up with our parents and and knowing that um you know in every relationship there's there's tension financially when it comes to how that impacts the relationship uh so i'm like man i cannot let my current financial state be the foundation uh or or the first stepping stones to this relationship i want i want to i want to not only start off on a good note, but start off in a, on a, on a victorious note where there's financial freedom. Yeah. And I think, I think we totally saw that growing up with mom and dad. Yeah. Remember like how, how much I would argue over money. I don't know how it was in your house, Jordan, but my parents were, that was always an issue. Always. Always an issue. Um, So I relate to that. And, and what's crazy is that um, a lot of this stems, uh, it's, it's, it's known as a financial blueprint. Every mm-hmm. family has a financial b- blueprint, and the offspring will usually carry that blueprint with them and mm-hmm. make, a, uh, make decisions based off of that Yeah. or, or, or a lack of decisions. Mm. I would agree with that yeah. in some senses because I feel like my parents were very – like they don't spend a lot of money on themselves. They're not like 
frivolous or they're not just like buying things they don't need. And I feel like I've kind of carried that. Like even for me, it was hard for me to realize that I was going to buy my current car, like a newer mm -hmm. vehicle. I never envisioned that I would do that because yeah. I was like, this is spending money on me that I don't need to be spending right yeah. now. Yeah. Like this is outside of my comfort zone because of what I've been raised around and what we spend money on is, seen. is specific. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You've been conditioned to purchase things out of necessity. Uh, I think I've, I think, um, I didn't really have much training growing up mm -hmm. from my parents on how to deal with finances. I, I did my, I did my taxes by myself the first time. Yeah. And it was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I just know I go and find someone and pay them to like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's the first, there's that's no the, guidance in that. Yeah. There's department. no, there's no guidance and school doesn't do a good job of doing. No, I would, I would agree with you on that for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, after, after, uh, I saw Selena's financial freedom, uh, I saw her ability to travel and to, um, you know, she had, she had a saving, she had, um, the ability to, you know, she had fun money, you know, things, yeah. she, things she could, you know, go and do and not even plan out or not even have a plan for it. Cause she already budgeted for it. Yeah. So that, that was cool for me. I was like, dang, I have to budget everything I do right now because I'm, I don't have a choice. Yeah. And I didn't want those numbers to go up. Right. Uh, <clears throat> so um, that really inspired me to tackle this situation, mm. uh, to, to, to spearhead it, mm -hmm. to, to like, to kill it, to destroy it, yeah. to end it. So I was living in San Diego with my cousin, Sabrina and her family. And, uh, I was already, I already purchased this, this truck. I also owned a motorcycle. So I had two vehicles finance insurance was really high. Mm. Um, it was basically claiming all of my money, not yeah. to mention the 13 credit cards that I had. You had 13 credit cards yeah, at the oh time. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. So each credit card had a different balance and I always made sure, um, that at the very least I wouldn't go over, uh, my limit. I wanted to make sure that I at least had a good credit score. Um, and I was able to make, um, payments on each of those cards, uh, without ever missing one. So I had a good credit score, but I just had too many credit cards and, and that claimed my money. And um, at the time, I was considering doing credit consolidation. What is that? I don't know what that is. So what that is, is um, you take out another loan to pay off the money you owe. So, so like one big loan to just fill all the gaps and then just worry about the yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. So, so now you have this loan that basically has paid off all of the debt from the credit cards. Um, sometimes that can be a good financial move. Mm. But in my case, it wasn't a good move because I still... I, I couldn't afford to have that financial freedom yet. Um, so, uh, and it's really not financial freedom to consolidate your, your, uh, the, the money that you owe. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically just making it more convenient for you to spend more money. So uh, what that is, what consolidation is, is basically you're paying all of your cards off and now you're making monthly payments uh, that are more flexible. And uh, usually the term could be three to five years, depending on how big the loan was. Um, and the interest rate, if you can get a low interest rate, that's what you want to aim for. That would be the best uh, scenario. Uh, but for for me, uh, Dave Ramsey uh, says to not do that because the problem isn't your financial flexibility. It's your behavior and what you're doing with your money and the emotional attachment you have to spending. And... Uh, so I, I didn't want to do a credit card consolidation because I actually tried it when I was younger and it didn't work. 
Hmm. Um, uh, I, I, well, I, I used um, a, a small loan when I was younger to see if I could um, start a business and I didn't know how to start a business. So that money just didn't work. Hmm. Um, so I ended up paying that back and uh, over the year or over the three year uh, term. So I knew that that wasn't the answer. And um, Dave Ramsey confirmed, reconfirmed that. So I'm like, I'm not going to do that. So um, <clears throat> I started, I started looking for small wins and Dave Ramsey um, kind of like um, helps you figure that out. For me, it was, okay, if I'm using my, my card to swipe, I want a notification for every time I use it. That way I can see visually what I'm spending and, mm-hmm. and at least have that register in my mind as opposed to, you know, when you go back to your statements and you're like, dang, I went, I spent like $400 this weekend. What? Yeah. Now I know that I'm reaching those numbers as I'm spending it. It's mm-hmm. not a surprise anymore. And that, that's the, the main uh, plan of attack is don't let anything surprise you know what you're where you're spending your money and how you're spending it as you're doing it as you're doing yeah so have every dollar claimed uh and and know what you're spending and and uh and that was my first way of getting better at this Hmm. so the next step was okay what can i pay off first what are the small wins pay off the pay off the credit cards with the smallest uh balance so that you don't ever use them again Hmm. And, um, you know, start closing some doors. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. And then some people might argue, well, why not spend the one with the most, um, uh, worth the high, with the higher interest rate, start putting that one down. That's my thought initially when based on what you just said as well. Right. So it, what he says is don't worry about the, the logical aspect of all this or, or crunching the numbers. Because this this isn't about that. It's about your behavior. It's like psychological. Yeah, it's all point. psychological. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start. Yeah, because I feel like if you start working on things logically, you're not. You haven't been doing things logically. That's your art. That's a problem you yeah. already have. Mm-hmm. You have to work on closing doors where you are letting yourself slip into different, you know, financial unstable positions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> what I did was um, I started. I, I put out a spreadsheet. I, I did an audit on myself. I'm like, where's my money going? Let's see. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> it, it was scary. Legit, I, dude. Yeah. I realized that I was spending about uh, $400 eating out every week. Um, about $60 per week uh, at Starbucks. Um, and, and I'm like, dang, like, like if I just cut that in half, I would have a little bit of extra money that I could use for whatever I... Mm-hmm. What I for whatever I want, or to pay off something. So my goal was okay, create a spreadsheet, figure out what I can hit first, figure out where my money's going, and and start directing all of this motivation and all of this uh, energy that I have mm-hmm. toward toward these small wins, so that I can feed off of those small wins and and um, you know snowball. And he actually yeah. calls that the snowball effect, where where you know a snowball that's going downhill starts getting larger and larger and it starts picking up momentum and it gains size. And at the end you can't stop it. Right. Yeah. And that's what I wanted. That's where I wanted to be. I wanted in to be in a positive way, in a positive right? way. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so I, I laid out all the credit cards in the order of, um, smallest balance to largest. And I started knocking them out one by one. And, uh, man, I started seeing, uh, progress, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. My truck, I was upside down on it. I did mm-hmm. a bad trade in 
and this is me like being very open with my finances yeah and i don't care i it, it this is what it takes yeah. to be open with your finances and to also um let others in and not hide this kind of stuff yeah, yeah. It, because that that was my issue it buries it even further yep. dude and you just get into some shame you can't seek help you can't yeah. ask for advice yeah. like that's mm-hmm. not it yeah I feel that so um i had this 500 hundred dollar payment i traded in a previous motorcycle that i owed money on so my my the the amount of money i owed on this truck was actually higher than what it was worth so i was upside down on it and i had a 500 dollar monthly payment plus almost a 200 dollar insurance payment plus the uh a motorcycle that i got later because i felt like i did a bad deal the first time so i'm like man i want my motorcycle back so i bought another one so i was just in like i was like i was like done i was like man this is stupid what have i done to myself this Mm -hmm. is stupid Mm mm-hmm and I'm like, man, this could be a huge problem in my future, like with 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 my significant other, you know. And when Selena came in the picture, I'm like, okay, this you need to you need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. So after reading um, like the first couple chapters in the book, I'm like, dang, okay, I'm gonna go extreme on this. Yeah, I am going to buy a camper shell for my truck and live in it, and, and until maybe for a year. That was my goal. Yeah, and I'm going to live in it until i can get uh more financial freedom yeah whatever it takes yeah so uh i ended up buying a camper shell um i ended up going camping and and used it for a month but i was preparing myself with my money and mentally to do this and to and to also um have a a plan behind everything i'm doing Mm. yeah so i'm thinking dang like how do i go about this how do i how do i start transitioning over where do i park where do, where do I where do I I started researching where I could go at night um, to park what's what areas to stay away yeah. from in San Diego. I was working in downtown at the time, so I knew that there was some areas where I could stay. But the amount of homeless there and the amount of sketch people there, um, I didn't stay there too many times. Um, so I, I would roam around different parts of uh, San Diego, and then what really helped was getting a twenty four hour gym membership because I was able to park there at night mm. and and shower and all that. So Dang, yeah. So the the reason I decided to live in my truck was because I would free up six hundred dollars of rent. My my cousin yep. was uh, charging me six hundred dollars. That's a lot of money a month to start yeah. dumping towards some debt, man. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so uh, the the first two months I felt it, but man, it was stressful. The first month, the first month of living in that truck, the noises, the paranoia, the 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 fear of um someone like trying to break into my truck while I was in it and them not knowing you know my my truck at the time looked like a like a construction truck with a white uh shell shell in the back so I felt like maybe someone might think, think there's, there's tools, tools that are expensive yeah. and stuff some value yeah. there and I had decals of my business on the truck too so I'm like man this totally doesn't look good you know it might be tempting for someone to yeah, come in at night I feel that so um you know, with my pocket knife, I felt good enough. I'm like, eh. <laughs> Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Sleeping there, like holding on to it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like practicing drills. Like, no, if they open from this side, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, bank it off the window. Hit yeah. <laughs> Tell them to stop, scream. <laughs> uh, so, man, so, it, man, what a crazy experience because not only did I get to um, experience what it is to, like, start winning Mm -hmm. i also got to experience uh self-doubt and fail thoughts of deep dark failure wow yeah because 
I'm like, dang, this is where I've, this is, this is what, this is where I am now living in my truck. Um, thank God I have a, an awesome girlfriend that supports me and, and, and who saw this through and said, you could do it. Thank God. And thank God I have good family members and friends who were like, dang, they didn't, I didn't feel judgment or like, you idiot, like, what are you doing? You know? Mm -hmm. And, um, at the time before making this decision, I told everyone that I was moving and that I wasn't uh, living at Sabrina's anymore. And, uh, I even lied to Sabrina and told her, Hey, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to live here, uh, in San Diego anymore. I'm going to be moving with, uh, with a, with a coworker. And uh, she's like, okay. And I didn't want, the reason I lied is because I didn't want people to, um, I was okay with them finding out. I just didn't want them to convince me to not do it Mm. because I wanted this so much that I felt like this was the only way I could do it. Yeah. And in the, in the, and in the fastest way, cause I didn't want to do, I didn't want to, um, have this, uh, financial, uh, limitation Mm -hmm. for too long. I wanted to kill it as soon as I could. Mm-hmm. And that's why I felt motivated enough to do the whole truck life thing. How long did that last? 11 months. Damn. 11 months. Yeah. Dang. That's a long time. Yeah. Some serious growth that took place in that setting, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was, um, there was uh, man, there was like uh, many nights where I'd go to a coffee shop and just um, strengthen my design skills and development skills. And during that time, that entire duration of 11 months, I was going to user experience meetups I was getting involved in the community and I was um even uh doing talks on design in downtown San Diego grinding grinding yeah grinding while I was getting grinded on (laughs) you know (laughs) well there's a level of that that like puts it into perspective where you're like I and I think you you are a super capable person and so it's like a perspective of like dang I am capable of doing a lot more than I'm currently doing and I know that like I'm in a you're in a position that's not great and not like necessarily admirable as far as your living situation, but you you were working very hard and recognized what it was gonna take to get you out of that situation. Yeah, yeah. And then not only were you doing that, but you were also continuing to grow to be better on the other side of that. Yeah. In your profession. Yeah, and what really motivated me was um that knowing that um the goal was to move to Long Beach mm-hmm. and to find a job out here and uh and to move in with Selena. And that for me was like, okay, I need to do this. Yeah. Like there's no other option. I can't stay at this company anymore. One, they're not paying me enough. And two, I feel like they're going to tank. And man, when I got out of there, they let go of like half of their employees. No way. Yeah. It, it all, it Dang. all happened in, in such good, great timing. Yeah. And, and, and man, like preparation is the key. Cause if I didn't, if I didn't have, if I wasn't looking for work already, yeah, I would have been in my truck without a job. You know, it's a thing. Staying in front of that is a blessing in a way, yeah. incredible way. Wow, talk about timing. Mm-hmm. Dang. And what's crazy is that uh, I felt like I needed to let my coworkers know because mm-hmm. I, I'm really close with uh, two of my coworkers, um, and uh, at the time I felt like I needed to let them know so that they knew where I was mentally mm-hmm. because I was scared of of like going into a dark place where I'm like, man, I don't want, I don't want to, uh, shelter my thoughts. I want people to know what I'm up to Mm -hmm. because I don't think it's healthy for me to like, um, pretend that everything's okay at work. You know, like my coworkers that are close with me should know that I'm in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're my good buds, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so they were really supportive. They, 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 uh, 
you know, they extended their hand and told me if I ever need anything, you know, I'm just a couple minutes away. Yeah. Um, so that was really helpful. Dang. Um, so cool. So I guess to kind of cut some, some shortcuts in this whole story is that, uh, I, I grew a huge appreciation for the people that work at night, the people that set up stores or that are the truckers that come and, and then stop in the middle of the road and like unload everything, talking to those types of people, building relationships with, um, all of the, uh, regulars at the coffee shop i went to a 24-hour coffee shop there was like students are cranking out work or even business people that would crank out work there it was such a cool like experience to to um to be awake all of the time in a way mm-hmm. or to be out in the open all the time you uh, know interesting yeah yeah to not like go and, and retreat to your you know your sleeping place yeah because think about like it sleeping place was in the open mm-hmm. yeah i couldn't close i didn't have any walls basically so you know, if I wanted to go to the restroom and I was, uh, you know, sleeping, I'd get up and, and drive somewhere. Or if I, I usually would be by the gym. So I'd just, you know, hop out and go, go into the gym, the gym yeah. sign in, and then come back. Sign in. <laughs> and, you know, every time, yeah. and you know what's crazy? There was a few other people that were doing the same thing I was doing. I don't know what their, I don't know what their goal wow. was, but there were regulars that would sleep in the parking lot with their cars in the, in the parking lot of wow. uh, certain gyms I would go to. Dang. And that for me was the safety net I needed to feel secure knowing that nothing bad was going to happen to me. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it wasn't as bad as it seemed at first, you know? Yeah. It was actually Dang. pretty chill. And uh, I think I just had to get over that, like, uh, that there's there's a security that a home provides that mm-hmm. when you're when you're, when it's not there anymore you really f- you have to learn how to manage yourself in that kind of environment every day. For me, I think the biggest place or the biggest struggle in that situation would be not having a place that I can go and rest whenever I want to. Yeah. Because for me, it's like home is Your a place sanctuary. of rest. It's a sanctuary, and if I feel like I'm tired and I'm overwhelmed and I'm annoyed by the things of the world. I always know that I can have some place that I can go back that's comfortable, that's secure, that no one can look at me, no one can think about what I'm doing, and I can come back here and I can rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And having that taken away and really having to embrace and figure out how to survive without that place of comfort and that place of being able to retreat to. Yeah. And that's why I'm really thankful for some of the friends that I have in San Diego because they knew uh, my, of my situation and they would uh, sometimes invite me over to stay the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my friend Robert um rob was out there no not not that robert oh, okay. um and uh some co-workers yeah they're like hey just you know stay the night uh my friend aj good friend of mine he uh he almost let me stay at his place for like like for longer than a day like like yeah. i was almost gonna like uh move in uh in the meantime but um like i just had a lot of people that helped me um that motivated me and 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 encouraged me to hit that goal dang yeah, and not once did I feel like like are you sure about this, dude? Like like I had good people around me and I also too think that the way I talked about my problem, I had a big goal in mind mm. and they saw they saw that it was worth it too. Yeah. Uh. Every time you spoke to me about what you were doing, I never doubted you for a second, dude. You you were confident in what you were doing. You were passionate about making that jump back to a place of being, you know, not no longer below ground level kind of thing so yeah. i admired what you were doing and never doubted you for a second in that i don't think thanks man yeah, yeah. dude damn you freaking took on a lot brother yeah yeah and it's, then- it's inspiring to to see that from a younger brother's perspective you going out there and doing what you need to do you mm-hmm. know 
because I, I, I mean, I saw it when you're when we we're growing up, like the kind of impulse buying and all that. Uh-huh. So, but I didn't know the severity of it. Yeah. Until you actually told me, I'm like, oh my god! And then you actually told me your plan of attack. You're like, I'm done. I'm gonna this. I'm, I'm gonna kill this, and this is what I'm gonna do about it. I, at first, I was like, really? Like, you know, because I'm a brother, so I care, you know, about yeah. your safety. But I, I understood that just from what I know about you as a person, Sam is going to do this, mm. you know, and, and Sam's going to complete this because he has something bigger that he's striving for. And it's really inspiring, brother, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. Man, it, what an incredible journey though. Uh, because now I could say that I am, uh, instead of $50,000 in debt, I'm in $15,000 of debt. Good for you. Yeah. Man. Damn, dude. Yeah. That's huge strides. Good for you. I yeah. was able to, uh, sell the truck back yeah um i took out a smaller loan to pay the difference mm-hmm. but i'm no i'm no longer tied up to a 500 payment payment okay uh now it's just a 200 payment i have the nice. discipline now to to um to have that type of loan attached to me mm-hmm. because i've already paid off um more than half of those credit cards and uh and, and with the total amount of credit cards, it's uh, up to like four thousand that mm-hmm. I owe. Mm-hmm. I just dropped four thousand dollars on a car um, that a dealership is holding for me, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna drop off the next four thousand uh, in the next week to have a fully paid car that I'm not gonna have a payment on. Good for you. And um, my whole goal now is to not have loans. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm willing to have a loan on is a house. Yeah. Um, but no longer something that depreciates in value. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Cool, dude. Dang. It's cool to hear that um, you're still um, striving to reach that goal of being completely debt-free. You hear these stories, and, and at times you hear them after the fact, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's it's inspiring to hear that you're still running that race, yeah. and you're not like, oh, yeah, no, I'm a millionaire. You know, it's like, yeah. well, where, like, what happened in between that, you know? Yeah. Like, you're still running that. I'm still, really cool. I'm still in the fight, and it's 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 an everyday thing where I'm like, dang. Like, I think about now yeah. the amount of times I want to go get Starbucks. It's very limited now, and I figure mm. out ways to save money if I do. Mm-hmm. Dang. So I'll figure out ways to, like, you know, get a coupon or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. something admirable, yeah. too, in all of this is – I think a lot of people, because obviously Mike and I open a platform when we bring people on to share a story and we talk to people and we ask them, hey, would you like to come on this? And there's people who I think are hesitant to jump on a podcast when they're still in it. Yeah. And people who are like still going through something right now that I feel like at the end of that they might be able to share, but they're not confident confident enough in their current position to be able to step up and share about what they're doing and own and embrace what's going on. And that's super admirable to me that you're able to sit here and just straight up be like, yeah, like this is a huge thing that I've been dealing with and you're killing it, right? You're making huge bounds. But like Mike just said, like you're still yeah. still in the fight. You're still fighting it, man. Yeah. And that's fantastic. And yeah. I'm super proud of you for that. It's, it's cool you. to hear that you're winning too. Yeah. yeah. You're winning. And you made those decisions to to put yourself in that winning situation. You're like, I'm, I'm going to take this down. You know, like you, those were all conscious decisions. I'm going to live in this truck. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do what I need to do to do this. Yeah. Which is really cool, dude. A lot of your um, <laughs> a lot of uh, your habits and um, uh, the things that you did, like your traits, like going to Starbucks and all that. I picked all that up from you. I don't know mm-hmm. if you noticed that. Oh yeah. But yeah, going I to Starbucks, that, yeah. you started that. Sam started going to coffee shops and programming and whatnot and doing all. I took all that on and applied that to what I was doing. You know, so a lot of your skills 
that you know maybe you learned the hard way <laughs> yeah yeah i was well, like i was fortunate and thankful to 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 see that to see your life and, and kind of like take that on thanks, in my bro. own so yeah it's cool the pioneer over here dude the pioneer. <laughs> taking the hits it's it's crazy now because um you know uh, i was telling selena this uh a while back it's so nice to have a place now um now that we've moved in together and now that i have uh financial discipline mm-hmm. um I have uh, uh, I have uh, aspirations to like hit these bigger goals with money mm-hmm. now and with my career and um, I feel like I feel like I don't have that that huge cloud over me anymore of like Dan you'll never be able to pay this off yeah because it felt like I was never going to pay it off mm-hmm. even though you know some people come out of school with larger debt than that. But this was this wasn't debt from school. There was a different kind of was, debt this for was a, sure. Yeah, this was a debt out of just stupidity and and uh, and just um, uh, mindlessness, lack of self control. Yeah. Wow, I, that's and you had to face all that. Yeah. Like I was dumb with my money. I was emotional with my money. Yeah. I didn't care. That and then the root of all that is really it really is behavioral. Yeah. You know, and you had to face all that. I really I really appreciate and admire people that face their issues. It, it's one thing to notice them, but it's another thing to like notice them and then face them. Make a plan of action yeah. and change it. Yeah, like yeah. you could be an alcoholic and, and not do anything about it, you know, but until you realize like I need to do something about this and face yeah. it. That, yeah, that awesome. saying, that saying, I actually think about it a lot. Uh, the sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, Where's that from? It, Dave Ramsey That's says, I don't, saying, know, yeah. I don't know yeah. if, if he got it from anywhere else, but um, when he first said it, I'm like, dang, that's how I feel right now. Yeah. I'm so tired of feeling like crap with 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 uh, financial failure. Yeah. Damn. Dang, that's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. So living in your new place now, you probably appreciate that way more now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and and also one thing that really made a big difference was fighting for a job that paid more. Hmm. Man, it, finding finding work that that would pay more. Yeah. That was that was in the direction of. Uh, in the positive direction for my career yeah was so hard yeah. because that's that's the reason I was going to a coffee shop every day to not only apply for jobs yeah but also doing freelance I was doing freelance work while I was living in my truck and I was at these coffee shops that was my second home yeah and um and once once I got the green light from a job opportunity opportunity out here in El Segundo it I was like, wow, I'm actually ready to receive this extra amount of income. In all types of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally, yeah. emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. And for the first time, man, like this sounds weird. And this isn't to say how much money I have, but this is this felt special to me to know that I at one point had eight thousand dollars in savings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never had that uh amount. I never had a thousand in my uh, bank account until I started doing this for myself and, and yeah. t- until I started taking uh, yeah. things to to this degree yeah and uh that to me was special because i remember writing a note to myself before i did this i wrote a note to myself if i can't save a thousand dollars what makes me think i could save ten thousand mm-hmm. i wrote a note to myself in the book and that's and i still think about that note because it's all about perception it's all about like like where you are and and what that amount is for you yeah mm-hmm very individualistic it's yeah. not a it's not a one size fits all kind of thing dang no. wild yeah. wild dude cool cool story thanks, thanks. for sharing that thanks awesome <laughs> uh we have questions for you do you want to oh. from the community oh, awesome. always throw yeah. it out dude yeah um 
So let me uh, let me get out of these real quick. Let me open these. All right, we got one right here from Brian Garut, brother-in-law of uh, myself. It says, uh, "How strict would you be if you were a parent on a scale of one to 10? I, well, I've actually thought about this uh, yeah. because, um, you know, I, I things are. Uh, I, I think now that I'm going to be thirty, I'm like I'm thinking about, man, who am I going to be as a father? Will I carry the yeah. same things that my my parents did? Yeah. Like, like, do I like some of those things? Do I want to continue some of those things? Do and and should I stop some of those yeah. things? Yeah. So <laughs> the <laughs> it's like so I think um, I think there's going to be a, a, an experience where I'm like, dang, I don't like how strict I am, but I think I'm going to be very strict only because as a designer, I'm very intricate with like like how I do things. Yeah. And I and I need I need things done a certain way. And I'm in that type of environment where that's expected from me. Mm. So I feel that I expect that from others. Yeah. And I feel like my kids, uh, I feel like I'm going to be that way toward my kids at the beginning. I'm going to learn how, I'm going to have to learn how to navigate through that. Yeah. But that's how I feel as cool. far as the strict, strictness goes. Cool. Um, here's one from, uh, from Cuyo, mm -hmm. the youngest, the youngest brother. Alfoncito. Yeah, Alfonso. Alfonso. <laughs> uh, he says, what advice would you wish you would have given uh, well, he misspelled here. Now, uh, what is, probably giving yourself when you were younger slash your high school self. Like oh, my high school self. Yeah, man. What advice would you have given yourself? Care more. Care more. Care more. Okay. About I, about uh, anything. Wow. Don't care. Don't 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 be so free in terms of like eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like I I I literally I graduated late because of that. Damn. Yeah, that's another story. <laughs> Shoot, bro. I feel like there's yeah. so much. I feel like we only scratched the surface yeah, of some dude, things yeah. we could have talked about today, yeah. dude. That's an incredible story that you shared, but there are so many other yeah, things that we that's could a have cool story. into yeah, today. Yeah, I agree. You got another one? Um, Tommy uh, asks, who is the most influential person in your life and why? Man. Dude, Tommy stays asking some good questions. Tommy is a good question. We're going to have that man question come down sit, sit over here with us. I... I lately, I want to say it's been my girlfriend. Okay. Um, she's been uh, really interested in her creative outlet. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and it inspires me to, to be on that same level, that same frequency. For sure. Um, another person that has been very influential, uh, I, want to say, I want to say Jordan Peterson. I've been listening to yeah. a, a lot of his stuff. I feel like I uh, relate to a lot of his... Uh, thought processes yeah his and analysis on things yeah his analysis his breakdown of mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. and uh although he's like political right now in, yeah. in, in in the spotlight i like how he views life because it's helped me um it's helped me be more intentional with my actions cool yeah wow um another one from Gabby, it's kind of like a similar one. Our friend mm -hmm. Gabby, she says, uh, "Where slash who do you get your inspiration from?" So, probably much of the same. Or, uh, or actually, say? so um, there's there's two things. Uh, there, there's I like to divide things uh, in two ways. Um, I like to get my inspiration uh, from like from a career standpoint. Yeah. From all my uh, mentors and all the people I look up to, like uh, that basically that have helped me in my career mm -hmm. i i always um they continue to inspire me even mm -hmm. though they've helped me in the past years they mm -hmm. continue to inspire me because of uh the great relationships that i've built with them mm -hmm. and the amount of 
uh, good things they have to share even to this day. Okay. So they nice. continue to inspire me. Cool. Uh, but on the other side of things, uh, I want to say like, uh, just meeting people mm. that meeting people. I don't know. I've, uh, I've this year, I, um, I've made the uh, decision to talk to people, people on the street, like yeah. strangers or to someone that waves, mm-hmm. like just have conversation with people. I met some people in my, in my, uh, in my neighborhood, like, mm-hmm. like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, dang, what do you call them? People that cut meat. What do you call them? Butchers? Yeah, butchers. Oh, I met a rad. butcher like randomly. He's like started like he's like, hey, a nice bike, and we just started talking, and that to me has been inspiring because I want to know what other people do on mm. a daily basis, because I, because I don't want to think about, I don't want my uh, my day to day to be about me. I think that's very, um, uh, I get claustrophobic just thinking about myself all yeah, the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, interesting. Wow. I find the most peace. I think naturally when I'm tuning into the people that I encounter dude. like, it makes the world of difference. I went to freaking Kohl's today to get some new cologne and I walk mm-hmm. in and the lady and I just like, how's your day going? She's like, it's going good. And then like, as I kept checking out with her, she's like, actually I lied when I said that it's going good. It's not going very well. Wow. And I'm like, Oh, like, I'm really sorry. Like I totally understand. Like, it's like, what's like, are you all right? Like everything's like, yeah, it's just I feel like I'm in a kind of a funk today. And like, thank you for asking. That really meant a lot to me. And, and I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, when you're talking to somebody that you're meeting face to face, especially in any sort of service industry like that, people forget that they're actually people as well in their own bubbles. And it's, it's cool to just be able to be open to any interaction you can have with somebody in that regard mm-hmm. and genuinely ask them how they're doing and, yeah. and just kind of exuding this cooler energy when you're out yeah. in places and not be so inwardly focused when you're walking around, yeah. but kind of being perceptive and projecting good things out into the world and, yeah. I was like singing in the grocery store today, dude. Freaking weirdo that I am. And some lady looked at me and she just smiled. And I was like, cool. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm just, I just had a song stuck in my head and I was just pushing my cart and I was like, just having a good time. So awesome. I feel like being able to share that and, and yeah. encounter different situations with people and, and be able to, rather than being, I don't, I don't know how to like put this in a cool analogy, but rather than taking yourself and just folding in and focusing Looking on you, inward. it's just being like, I feel good things and I'm going to, sh- I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to just exude mm-hmm. this out into the world yeah. and, yeah. You and rea- share that. You realize that, um, you have an opportunity for output, not just input. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well said. Uh, Trent asked the question. He's just being a fool out here. That cute fool that Trent he is. Lopez? Uh, yeah. He goes, is it hard being friends with Mike and Jordan? <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Tommy also put on here as like seven separate comments. First one is also very hot. <laughs> like really hot. Tommy said that. Also, Jordan and Mike are super freaking hot. Mike, <laughs> Like borderline sexy. Dang. But on the real, I love y'all. Those are all different responses, Thanks, Tommy, dude. <laughs> Tommy, dude, you're a homie, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's bro, the boy man. right there. Yeah, Tommy, T- young Thomas. Uh, I have one more question from my coworker. Okay. He's it's Dan Casados. He's a homie. He says, Sam, if you and your siblings got into a fight, who'd throw the best chingasos? Oh, <laughs> man, we've gone into a lot of fights. <laughs> have you? Yeah. I feel like Alex would throw down alex is a fighter yeah alex is a good fighter alex is a good fighter. i uh i sparred with him one time in the ring over at uh powerhouse i remember that and uh he he threw some pretty uh surprising hits yeah 
and i'm like oh dang i gotta like really square up now yeah, he, yeah. he's like he took it there all right let's go okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. alex yeah. is the one between me and sam yeah, yeah. yeah. so second oldest yeah um but we we haven't fought alfonso yet we need to yeah. we need to go hit him up give him some noogies <laughs> <laughs> i love it i can take him down yeah, yeah. Oh, it's damn. funny because we all have fought before but yeah. uh I'm, I'm a lover not a fighter dude yeah dude I, you've shown me that Dorn knows that firsthand. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Physically. with these two hands. <laughs> <laughs> man, you guys uh, record it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> just audio. No, <laughs> oh, just oh my gosh. Totally kidding. <laughs> just right, jokes, man. peeps. Well, Sam, appreciate you coming on, dude. Thanks for coming over. Uh, Thank you thanks for, for sharing your story. Super inspirational, Seriously, dude. There's very, a lot there. Very motivating, and I I look forward to when you just absolutely kill that. Uh, the rest of your dad and yeah, you're me too. in a better place and whatnot. like most of life is a progression man you're already there yeah fifteen thousand dollars in debt is really nothing way. honestly well honestly way. nothing yeah. most people have more than that in school loans car loans yeah. home loans like if you're as long as you gotta you're on top of it dude you're literally there yeah and no. i know a lot of people can relate to your story because i know a lot of people are in that um situation you know where they recklessly yeah. kind of spend but here you are saying that you can do something about it and you have yeah um so it's really cool to to hear yeah i think the last thing i'll say is don't don't accept uh the thoughts of failure as your truth um and and if you if it already feels like you've dug yourself too deep you still have today and tomorrow yeah mm, right on good stuff man. cool well this has been blank with friends guys appreciate you guys listening um i'm mike and i'm jordan peace and blessings